We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, let's get to these frauds. There is nothing over the weekend that gave me more joy than watching something I have tried to tell you in the most relaxed way all year long. As calmly as I could without any emotion, I tried to tell the world that the Miami Dolphins are frauds. Mm -hmm. I tried to tell you that the head coach, your deity, that you love to pray to, oh, he's so funny. Oh, he's so cute. Quirky. Oh, he's so quirky. Oh, he's so likable. Guess what? He sucks like the rest of that franchise. And so Miami Dolphin fans, I want to share a fact with you because this fact is what keeps me up at night with a smile. Since the last time your franchise won a playoff game, the New York Jets have won six of them. So for all the mocking you have about how pathetic the Jets are, Aaron Rodgers, Robert Sala, Woody Johnson, Adam Gase, whatever joke you want to make, who's laughing now, you losers? <laughs> you haven't won a playoff game since the turn of the millennium. And what happened on Saturday night? So predictable. They didn't want to play football. Yeah, that... Oh, it's cold outside. Look, I, I don't know if it was about the cold. But it was about executing in the cold. And I'm not talking offensively. We can get to that in a second. But defensively, it felt like those Miami Dolphin defenders, some of whom haven't played a lot this year because they have so many injuries, they got picked up off the street in the last two or three weeks. They did not want to hit anybody. right? You saw them like actively turning down contact. Yes, they were. Including contact on the opposing team's quarterback. That's right. It was embarrassing how badly they tackled the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And they would just put their body into a guy and think, oh, he's going to go down. Yeah, uh, don't think so. This this is the Kansas City Chiefs. That's Pat. That's not Pat Mahomes. That's uh, that's Travis Kelsey, right? That's Isaiah Pacheco, who runs like a maniac. You're not mm. just going to lay your body into him. He's going to go down. So to me, as bad as it was offensively, they had one drive, basically, and it was two throws to Tyreek Hill. It was the only point. And that it was they an scored. underthrow. It was an underthrow. Yeah. There's only two points that they scored. Only, only points that they scored. Two throws to Tyreek Hill. And 
Other than that, to me, the biggest issue was the defense. Their defense was horrendous. They their, did not want to hit anybody. Their defense was horrendous. Their offense was horrendous. And you would think, think about this moment that this organization had. A Saturday night, peacock, historic peacock game. You're playing the defending reigning Super Bowl champion. Peacock. You're doing it in historic weather conditions at 30 below. And that final score which was 26 to 7 doesn't do justice of what we witnessed on Saturday night. They converted on one third down. They were putrid and they were pathetic. But let's not miss the headline Tiki. This franchise hasn't won a playoff game in 24 years. I'm yeah. coming for that ass. The pathetic New York Jets have won 6 of them. I'm coming for that ass. Like here's the reality. And you want to say I'm just crazy, I'm a nut Jet fan who's looking for something to be happy about? The Dolphins are more pathetic than the Jets. They are. <laughs> they really are. No, no, they are. Yeah, but hold on. What, about the, what about the fan that'll say at least our regular season was entertaining? Oh, yeah, great. And then what happens? They've had competitive regular off- seasons. gippity doo da. They won a playoff game since freaking Bill Clinton was president. <laughs> like, think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Al Gore was just a plucky vice president the last time the Dolphins won a postseason I'm game. coming for that yeah, ass. Are they, I mean, this is a, this is, it's circumstantial in a way because as good as they were this season, the fact that they hadn't beat a team with a winning record until yeah. they beat the Cowboys yes, yes, yes. had to be troubling, right? It had to be, it had to be something you couldn't ignore. Two of them were the Jets, obviously, their wins. No, no, hold on. I'm going I'm to attack you now. See, I, I, I'm going to attack everybody who Go gets ahead. in my way on this. It was troubling, right? Yeah. Then how come on Friday you picked the freaking Dolphins? Because how I... come you looked past the fraudness <laughs> and picked them anyway against the defending watched... reigning Super Bowl champions? Have you watched the Kansas City Chiefs? I have this year. And they haven't been that great in a lot of these games. I know they won 11 games, but they didn't look good against the, who they, the Chargers, right? They won that game barely. But Tiki, right? you know what the Dolphins and Cowboys proved? The opposite of Kansas City. I know the regular season matters. There's 17 yeah. games, yippity doo da. Trust a champion when you look into a champion's eye. No, I and don't trust disagree. a fraud when you look into a fraud's eye. Look, the Dolphins were always frauds. The Chiefs were always champions. Well, here's the, it. it the, I don't, it's funny because when I think about what the Miami Dolphins did, again, they led the league in yards. And it was empty. It, it was explosive. But it's all empty because it's all schemed. Yeah. Right? So there's two ways to have success offensively. Scheme your way so the guy's just wide the hell open. And that's what the Packers did against the Cowboys, as crazy as it sounds. They just scheme their way running all these, you know, you know, misdirection downfield routes that left guys wide open. So they schemed it. They obviously earned it as well because Aaron Jones had a phenomenal day. But you either scheme your way or you earn your way, right? Some teams can do both. Like mm-hmm. the Packers can do both. Yeah. The Miami Dolphins can't earn their way to That's success. True. Of course they can't. They, they, they can't. They try, but then they get stopped uh, running the football. So now they're second and third and long, and then you have to put two in a situation where you can't scheme success. Yep. And when that happens, they fall apart. And you know what else? And I feel bad doing this because as much as I dislike the Dolphins, I've always been a two-a defender. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes he gets too much crap. It's an anti-lefty bias. They're anti-left-handed. A little soft what he did after the game. You see what he did after the game? Yeah. After this ass whooping, after they just embarrassed themselves on this national stage, Tua actually goes up to Patrick Mahomes and says, let's do a jersey swap. 
Yeah, that was <laughs> I mean, that was kind of weak. I hate the jersey swap, anyways. I just think it's so corny. You never did that back in the day. No, I got the <laughs> hell off the field. Said hello to whoever I needed to, or good game to whoever I felt like I wanted to. Most of the time, it was nobody. I just ran off, and and then go celebrate or I don't know, feel bad with my teammates. The jersey swap is annoying to me. The jersey swap is weird, but after you get embarrassed. In, on epic proportions, right. I don't think you should be going up to Pat Mahomes saying, hey, can we do a jersey swap? <laughs> also, what gives you the right to Mahomes' jersey in that spot? That's yeah. right. Yeah, he's one, it, of the, right? one of the coldest. Maybe I wanted to give it to somebody who actually Forget played that. well. The jersey's going to the Hall of Fame. One of the coldest games of all time, the first ever Peacock game. Wait, so the I, winning quarterback's Patrick Mahomes. By the way, I didn't see this. So what did he actually give it to him? I don't. I mean, do you think know. Mahomes was taking off his jersey uh, in negative thirty degree weather in, in that moment? But I, don't I don't know think, what happened I don't after think the game. They actually do it. Then I think what they do is like, hey, let's swap jerseys, and then they go change the locker room, and Ooh. then the PR people behind. Would the it scene. be offensive if Pat said, "I'll give you my jersey, but I have no interest in yours, you <laughs> loser"? That'd be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that was no way favorite. that actually happened, but that would have been awesome. I enjoyed every moment of Saturday night. Peacock. Peacock did a fine job. It got boring. Oh, that never got boring. Yeah, to me, it got boring. Are you kidding me? 19-7, third and 20. Ooh, the Dolphins have so much momentum. When Christian Wilkins was called for roughing the passer penalty, uh, I couldn't game, stop laughing. Though. That was the game, by the way. I, thank you. I picked this, the moment for just, you. Right. This just shows us how cynical we are in New York. Because how many Jet fans watched yesterday's Packer blowout and went, I'm bored out of my mind? <laughs> how many Giant fans watched right, Saturday so night true. when the Dolphins are getting blown out and went, I'm bored out of my mind? And yeah. I understand why you don't see the Jet dislike for the Dolphins. Because it probably doesn't equal the... It doesn't the, feel like it's... A, I mean, I know it is. Well, you think I'm the... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Only one? No, of course you're not. But it's just, I don't know. 
they haven't been good <laughs> until recently. That doesn't change anything. Yeah. But you think that makes it that makes it better. Like the fact that this streak continues and I can come on the radio or tweet out, hey guys, the Jets have won six playoff games since the last Dolphin playoff win. Do you understand how much joy that gives me? Oh, of course I do, but I still can't I, I guess I got had to be here. I don't feel the animosity oh, everywhere. He doesn't get it. So I'm you, coming you, for that ass. You don't walk with the people that are the Dolphin <laughs> no, fans in this area, like the Cowboy fans are in this area. But we're missing the most important part to come out of this game. What's that? Evan, have you seen the temperatures this week coming up in New York? The temperatures in New York? Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be cold. Really cold. Did that game not worry you about anything? What the hell would it worry A little me foreshadowing, about? I would say. Hmm. Did anybody see Andy Reid's mustache? Oh, those nuggies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the frozen stash. That yeah. is your face, pal. Oh, crap. That's true. <laughs> I got a whole beard because Pete Alonso hasn't agreed to a new contract yet with the Mets. But you're so, not going to be you're not going to be outside long enough for the air, the the your I don't know, the air coming out of your face, a mouth. Is that what caused the the icicles? Was the it air? I think it was. Now hold hold on. What if you have a runny nose? You don't think that causes it too? Yeah, I'm sure it does. I had a runny nose all day yesterday. You have a runny nose? Yeah. I think I got it. Do you really want to shave this thing soon, Ev? (sighs) I mean, I want to shave it because it means Pete signed an extension. Yes. What if we pick the coldest night this week and you could, and we'll send our digital team, sleep outside in a tent. Sleep outside. Butt-ass naked. (laughs) And at any point, if you form icicles like Andy Reid did and we get them visually in front of us, then that is the point in time we allow you to shave as long as we have the image of you having icicles really? in your beard. Really? Well, and- hold on. Now we're talking here. So you're telling me if I can freeze my beard or my mustache. Naturally. Any kind of, of course, if there's any kind of icicle freezing on my face and we digitalize it, there's a picture so we can live in infamy, I am then free to cut mm. this beard? Now, remember, me, Loogie, and Tiki all have to agree on something for mm. you to freeze I, the beard. I accept. Tiki, do you accept? No, not you. This is not you. <laughs> this is well, he starts to be one to do, but we have to agree that that would right. be good enough for him to shave. I so accept. You, you think that this is something you would want to do? Um, yeah, look, it's not going to be fun while it happens because okay. I'm going to freeze my ass off. Like, so it sounds easier than the reality. Again, of it. you're I, sleeping for a night outside. It's part of the torture in a cold temperature. Well, no, oh. I have to get the icicles. If I get the icicles in two hours, aren't I done? Evan, this isn't like making popsicles inside the kitchen. No, you need to go through some torture to get the ice. <laughs> so even if I get the icicles in an hour and a half, I have to sleep the entire night outside in the cold. Mm-hmm. And if he dies, he well, dies. To, he to be dies. fair, no, no, no. You have to text us the picture with the digital team, and then we have to approve. So we might be sleeping. We may not be able to approve that till <laughs> 7 in the morning. Why do you want him to freeze outside? Oh, guys. Yo, no. You know why he thinks he's getting this chair if I'm dead. Right. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, it's if, what it sounds like. If the bit is we tell you when the beard's gone, there's got to be a little pain if, by the if way, this is quick. By the way, I accept it. The question is, does Tiki and Lugie accept that if I'm able to pull this off? Hmm. I would accept it. Wow. Oh, I, just don't want you to, I just don't want you to have to sleep outside. And die, potentially. Right. I do not accept it. What? Uh. Because you were so quick to accept this, Evan, because you want out of this so freaking bad. You know what? Suffer a little longer. Wow. Yeah, but think about the suffering I would get from being outside all night to where I've got to ice up my beard and mustache. Yeah, but you're a bad poker player. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'll do it. I vote yes. Suffer longer. Yeah, but you got to understand something. There's a really good chance that my eyes are bigger than my brain. Interesting. So I say yes. I do. My wife's obviously going to have a real tough time with this, but I'll I'll negotiate Fair enough. I'll get it done. I'll negotiate And Wednesday night, you know, especially West Coast Nets game. Uh Perfect. Set up the outdoor TV. But how cold is it going to get? Are we going to get zero? 
We're going to get like 15 degrees overnight this week. I don't know week. if 15 is going to do it. I don't know, man. It <laughs> really? might, and also, I, honestly, I don't. Remember, Friday, Evan talked a really big game about being willing to sit outside in cold temperatures at football games, so he'd be going through this to grow the beer, you know, grow the icicles. I think I'd be willing to do it. My, my problem is, and this is where I could hesitate, is I could see myself after two hours being like, what the hell am I doing? Yes. Abandoned ship, I'm done. Yeah, well, you but, could, but, you could but, quit. Yeah, that's the thing. You just quit. It doesn't matter. It's no harm, no foul. Right? I have to keep the beard. That's the only harm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, bottom so, yeah, line is I'm even more good with this. Okay. So if you don't but, want to sleep outside, because I don't want you to, because I think it's dangerous. Thank you, stupid, But whatever. <laughs> I got to be fair, uh, Tiki. It was my idea, though. Like, we all three have to agree. No, Lugie hasn't no. agreed to it. It's dead. I can't do it. He has to agree to it. If he I doesn't agree. agree to it, I can't do it. Yeah, Lugie says no. Right. We just got a big speech last hour about our audience. Our audience wants to see that beard a little bit longer is my <laughs> gut feeling on this. Wow. How much longer is this thing going to get? It's been oh, a month, dude. Pete. It's been two months. I've been counting. December. Solidarity with Pete. Yeah, well, you know, you know who's going to hate this—the digital team, because this was great yeah. camping outside with Evan. Uh, I am willing to see how long it takes for my beard to freeze, but if it's going to take nine hours, I'm so probably. I went for out. a run today. It was freezing outside. I don't have a beard. You don't but, have any hair either. No, but I was sweating, and I had a, a thing like a, a neck thing to protect yeah. my neck, and it obviously sweated. It got it got it. It was freezing, but it wasn't like frozen. Stiff. Really? So it was getting close though. But it was tw- it was like twenty two degrees. Interesting. So I feel like it's got to be like I don't know, like five. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want you outside at five degrees. That's miserable, dude. <laughs> By miserable. the way, that image of Andy Reid's frozen mustache is the image of the game. Oh, that's fantastic. Like when we think back to that game ten years from now, we're not going to think about the Christian Wilkins penalty. Yeah. We're not going to think about Tua underthrowing Tyreek Hill for a touchdown. We're not going to be thinking of Travis Kelsey, anything like that. We're going to literally be thinking about Andy Reid's frozen mustache. And it beats Coughlin's red face. Uh, I'm not being a homer when I say that. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Right. It's a better all-time image. Yeah. No question about it. Let's go to Tony in Deer Park. What's up, Tony? Hey, Evan. Listen, brother. Uh, I'm worried about you, man. What is that? I'm worried about you. I, I really am. I think uh, I really need you. I need you to experience a win of one of your teams, the championship win. You're very angry. You're on the attack on all the other teams. So I really am, man. Yeah. I want, I want, we're buddies. I want what's best for you, man. I, I, need, I need one of your teams to come I to think you. that you make a really good observation, Tony. I don't think I'm a bad guy. I don't think I'm a mean guy. But I've realized that the older I get without winning, the more bitter I get at everybody else. Mm. And I'm going to give you another example of something that I acknowledge I need help with. Go ahead. Last night, I'm watching clearly the best game of the weekend between the Detroit Lions and the Los Angeles Rams. Great game. One of my closest friends is a guy by the name of Patrick Maher. He works for VEASAN. I want to give him a shout-out. He is a Detroit kid. He is a Tiger fan. He is a Lion fan. He's a Piston fan. And he is a diehard fan. And I love that man. He's one of my best friends. And as the Lions are sealing this win, I'm thinking to myself, I'm happy for Patrick. Yeah. That's my guy. But then you're getting a tinge of jealousy. And then I got pissed. <laughs> my happiness for Patrick was lasted long enough for me to text him and say, yeah. bro, I'm so happy for you. And then after the message went through, I'm staring at these Lion fans sitting there at Ford Field crying, and they're emotional, and they're excited, and anger started to boil in me. Why? I was so jealous. Because well, this is what you want the Jets yes. to become. I am painfully jealous. I told jealous. you the path. Yeah. There's, a, there's a hard path to get there. You got to suck a little bit, but first of all, you got to hire the right general manager, the right head coach. You got to get the right talent. Oh, that's it. And you got to suck for a little bit to get that right talent. But the only—that's the way to do it when your team doesn't have the ability for the quick fix. Like the Rams did it quick fix style. Uh-huh. Like we're gonna mortgage the future. We're gonna do it for a couple of years, and eventually we're gonna be right, and we're gonna we're gonna 
get everybody and we're going to win a championship. And they got there and they lost and they got there and they won. So that's one way to do it. The other way is to do what the, the Detroit Lions have done. It just takes some patience. No, I, I, I haven't well, been patient. It, ta- it takes some prudence. Well, it takes some prudence and patience. So, yes, you have been very patient. Oh, thank you. Jet fans have been extraordinarily patient. Maybe way too patient. Yeah. Considering how inept it's felt like in Jets land. But you also have to be patient with the right plan in place. Okay. And I don't know if the Jets have had that. No, no, they haven't. And I understand what it takes to get out of the funk and what it takes to win. But I'm telling you, last night, most Jet fans, because I heard it, were like, oh, I'm so happy for them. Oh, it gives me hope. Oh, isn't that cool? Even Beningo said, I'm rooting yeah. for the Lions. I'm telling you right now, the pit in my stomach last night, watching them celebrate and watching them cry and watching them be emotional, mm. I had a rage of jealousy. And so our last caller is right. I need to see one of my teams win quick because yeah. the bitterness is only growing right. year by year to where I'm celebrating the Dolphins losing. I'm bitching about the Lions. Like, most humans are excited for Lion fans. And yet when I see these be. people, I get disgusted. They, they they just they started re-showing some of Dan Campbell's early stuff, right? Some of this stuff from hard knocks and the screaming and yelling and the biting off kneecaps. But there was this one in training camp which showed the – this is this is why Dan is a successful head coach because he was screaming about, not in a negative way, in a positive way. So maybe Dave's is screaming and it's positive. But he's screaming about being in pads during training camp and because you know you're not really allowed to. Once you get late into the season, you're really not allowed to be. I think actually there's a law, there's a rule now where after week 14 or something like that, or maybe it's 12, you can only be in pads like three times. All, for the next five weeks, you can be in pads three times, which is ridiculous. But Dan's up there screaming like, you have to trust me. I'm doing this for you. Mm. Like he's, but he's, his voice is elevated. Like, you just got to trust me, guys. I'm doing this for you. I love you guys. But this means something, man. I have a plan of a vision. Right? I see it. It's like, like the passion that he has for success and the passion, more importantly, that he has for his plan is pain, like plainly obvious. To anyone who listens to him, and I think when you're in a te- in a team like the Jets, like the like the Detroit Lions, hell, even like the Dolphins, in a sense, you sometimes need that to to make sure everybody believes you. This whole conversation shows how different you and I are. Like Why? we are so different. I'm purely emotional. It's a logo. It's a fan base. I'm jealous, and you're like, and I get it. Dan's such a great dude, and but Dan it's not did about, it the right way, but it's and not you just about, need your own Dan Campbell. No, you do. Okay, give me Dan Campbell, In man. some ways, you do. You need someone who cares so much that they're not afraid to show you how much they care. No, no, I get that. And so sometimes when I see coaches and they're just kind of like, nothing bothers me. Yeah, this this, this negative. No, man, show that it bothers you. I get you. Right? It means, because it's hard to reach players nowadays. Like, these these athletes that come into the league and they've, They've lived a different, it's not, you know, get whooped into, into uh, I don't mean that literally, but get, but get, get whooped into uh, success and learn adversity and go the hard path. These kids aren't that way anymore. And so it's hard to connect with them because they don't want to believe you. Right? They don't want to listen to you mm-hmm. unless you give them a reason to. And the way that he presents, it's not a, 
not an accident that they're successful. It's a nice try, what you just did. I mean, it was a very nice try. He got me to try to like Dan Campbell, and I do like no, Dan you Campbell. Do. You should. I love Dan Campbell. You should love that, their journey. Okay, I'm still jealous of the human being that's it's sitting the, in that nothing stadium. To do with you. It's an NFC team. Well, it does have something to do with him. What? Because last night continued slash created a pattern that gives Evan all the proof he needs that the Jets not only going to make the playoffs next year, they're going to win a playoff game. Mm, really? It is the third straight year that the team on the previous season on Hard Knocks <laughs> made the playoffs <laughs> and won a playoff game. Really? Is that right? Yes. So last year, what? the Lions were the Hard Knocks team. Right. Don't make the playoffs, but they win a playoff game this year. Yeah, uh, they knocked out, the, they year, knocked out the, 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 the Packers last year, but they didn't get to the playoffs. Right. 2021's preseason Hard Knocks was the Dallas Cowboys. In 2022, you know what the Cowboys actually did? Won a playoff they game did, for yeah. one. Yeah, right. And the year before, the Los Angeles Rams in 2020 and 2021. They make the playoffs. Isn't it even the year they win and win the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. So the Jets this year had their failed year on hard knocks. But if the pattern continues, it'll be four straight wow. years. Wow. That team not only Look makes the playoffs, home. but wins the playoff game. I don't think that's real empirical evidence. That it's, just, <laughs> it's just coincidental evidence. But we'll take it. Three <laughs> straight years. Here's Whatever. another thing about Evan. The sports gods clearly hate you, Evan. Obviously, by all your team sucking. Maybe you could curry favor with them by backing the Detroit Lions, not yes. being bitter, yes. and they will reward you with something. And stop being a stupid bandwagony with the Dallas freaking Cowboys. That worked out well. Yeah, of course. Why would you do that? I, I thought it was you. time for them. Look, when he was picking his team, let's all go back and remember. This was this was like Thursday. Thursday. You're picking your team. You went through all of this these iterations of like little lead ups, and after every single one, what did I say? Lions. I said Lions. I can't. I can't. Lions. Detroit. I can't. They give me they, Detroit. I, I was I jealous told you last to pick night. Detroit. I know, but it wasn't me saying I'm going to root for them. Isn't going to just make me root for them. It's better last than rooting night, for the Cowboys, dude. Last night I watched the game and I'm <laughs> into the game and I found myself rooting for the Lions in that game. But once the moment occurred yeah. where they're showing the fans crying. I had a reaction of jealousy. Like, it didn't make me feel good. I didn't go to sleep in a happy mood. I went to sleep in a, God, man, when the hell's that going to be us mood? You know what will make me feel better now? What's that? Talking to a poor Dolphin fan. <laughs> Nick in Bergen County, how does it taste getting your ass kicked by the Chiefs? What's up, Nick? Uh, Evan, I got to give it to you. I, I will say, as the, I, I, I can prove you wrong, I'm a logical Dolphins fan. I can say 99% of what you said is correct. It has been on. Tiki made a great point. It's all been smoke and mirrors. Like, you could scheme your way through, but when it comes down to, like, playing that, like, hard-nosed football, they right. just did not have it this year. Hope they get it down the road. We'll see. But there is one thing I just have to – Call you on that you said that I think it's kind of funny coming from you of all people. <laughs> the, the Mike McDaniel's deity worship. So I personally don't feel that. I'm sure there are some Dolphins fans that definitely feel that way. But for you of all people, and I'm going to kind of put the tinfoil hat on here, the Aaron Rodgers worship that you have had. And I, I personally think the whole reason you even chose the Cowboys as your team, because you just want to be able to say, well, guess what? Look, that's the Packers, A Ro- Aaron Rodgers' former team. Look where they're going with him. They made they were on the wrong end of that deal. <laughs> we got the good end of the deal. Oh, that's why so it was a subtle that, troll. Oh, I see. Subtle <laughs> troll, right, Nick? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my thing. Like I said, it is tinfoil hat, which I guess is appropriate for who we're talking. That's, <laughs> that's, that's right. my thought on it. I didn't even think about but, that, Nick. You're probably right. Yeah, now. I didn't even think about that. Maybe that was the case. <laughs> I don't freaking know. I don't know. I don't know. I just enjoy watching the Miami Dolphins lose. It gives me great joy. I think the media has an obsession with Mike McDaniel. I don't know what the fans, the Miami Dolphin fans do. I think it, I think they love their players. Dolphin fans love the. They love what he's done with Tyreek because it's it's just fun to watch. Like you watch him in the regular season, it's like, dude, this team is 
awesome. I think to there watch. are moments where you turn on a player or you turn on a coach or you start your view of them just starts to change. Yeah. I think Saturday's performance against Kansas City is that moment for Dolphin fans. Yeah. Where because he has done a good job up right. until then. Yeah. Making the playoffs in back to back years, competing with Skylar Thompson as a backup against Buffalo last year. Like all that. I get it. I buy it. But to have that kind of no show on Saturday night on the Peacock. That's the problem. Yeah, he was funny at halftime when he said, "Basically, we got to get off the, we got to keep our offense going so our defense can sit on the, the warm benches." Yeah, he's just <laughs> so funny. Peacock. He's so peacock. funny and adorable. Twenty-three million of us watch on Peacock. More of your calls coming up eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Such a unique day here on this Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We have a playoff football game on a Monday afternoon. The Bills against the Steelers, a game you could hear on 660. We're here on 101.9 FM until 630. But the field has been completely cleared of snow. So despite them getting like these record-breaking snow numbers yesterday, the field has been completely cleared. You can never tell it snowed unless you look in the stands where the poor fans are sitting on snowbanks, essentially. That's how they're sitting to watch the game. So very, very unique, a Monday afternoon playoff game between Buffalo and Pittsburgh. If the Bills win, we get Bills uh, Chiefs. If the Steelers wins, Steelers win, we get Steelers Ravens and Bills Texans. Now, something happened over the weekend that needs to be addressed. And, I, and I, I'm sure a part of the audience has heard part of this story, but not the whole story. And it's important to hear the whole story. Over the weekend, the Chicago Bulls decided to have and open a ring of honor at the United Center, where By they the way, honored their history. That they didn't. They don't have that already. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, they've honored individual players. They've mm-hmm. retired Michael Jordan's numbers, things like that. But they haven't collected a full ring of honor. And so it was the inaugural class, and they honored the entire '96 team. They honored Michael. They honored Scotty. They honored a lot of people in Bull history. Michael wasn't there. Scotty wasn't there. They were on Zoom or what have you. And what you may have heard is that Jerry Krause was honored. Now, Jerry Krause was dragged through the mud during that Michael Jordan documentary during the pandemic. And so Bull fans reacted when Jerry Krause's name was announced. He's no longer with us, but his uh, widow is Mm -hmm. by booing. And it was sad. Like, if you saw the clip of this older woman who was married to Jerry Krause, hearing her late husband's name being mentioned and the crowd booing, it looked like she wanted to cry. Yeah. And it was awful and it was terrible. And I think we're all universal in saying, hey... A, you shouldn't have done it to her. Right. And then B, give Jerry Krause credit for what he did, despite breaking the team apart. He also built the dynasty. Right. It's 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 hard to comprehend that after six championships in that dynasty, you brought, obviously, Michael Jordan, who's the greatest ever, and Scottie Pippen, and all these names that you're, gonna, that you're now celebrating in the ring of honor. Just because you decide to break it up, because... And and by the way, this is all only really influenced by the documentary. I agree. Right? The documentary caused a lot of that anger right. because that was the center. Michael Jordan really right. and others taking their shots at a guy who's not even around anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, in real time, I guess people assumed it was Krause, but not with the ire that they had after the documentary aired. And so, but the issue is, is he died, you know, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Four or five years ago, whatever. I can't remember exactly when it was, but it it's not like it was a, a year ago. Well, the issue is you're booing his widow. Yes. That's the issue. Right. Like 2017. You, you don't 2017. have to. Yeah, so he's been dead for six years. We can debate his legacy and if he should be booed or not, but the problem is he wasn't there to receive booze. His widow was. So that got a lot of attention. I think yeah, we but, all agree. But, but even, like, I can understand why some people 
maybe didn't realize it, and they just hear Jerry Krause, and they start booing him. Because if you if you listen to it, like after a while, you start to people start clapping, right? Because they realize it. Oh crap! This is this is there's there's a woman down there. Right. It's, his, it's his widow. But it was yeah, the, not for nothing. Bulls, you know the fan base hates Jerry Krause. How about don't invite the widow? No, you invite uh, the widow because you're putting Jerry Krause on the Ring of Honor. Jerry Krause was put in the yeah, Ring somebody, of Honor. Like somebody has to accept it, yeah. right? The, he, like Scotty and, and Michael weren't there, but they did send videos. No, no, we accepting. We, we I, have to assume that people aren't idiots. Like this is not a perfect comparison, but I want to give you one that's at least relatively close. There are many Met fans. Ask Beningo. This is before my time, but I certainly respect the view mm-hmm. that Frank Cashin who built the 86 Mets, is hated by a lot of Mets fans for then destroying the 86 Mets. Whether it was not bringing Ray Knight back, whether it was trading Kevin Mitchell, whether it was Lenny Dykstra for Juan Samuel, whether it was Daryl Strawberry. A lot of examples. Don't want to bore you with it. But there's a lot of Mets fans who blame Frank Cashin for tearing the team apart. Ask Joe next time you see him, hey, what do you think of Frank Cashin? Oh, this guy, he couldn't wait to blow the team apart. Joe Beningo. Why did he do it, by the way? Well, that's that's a different discussion. But I think why, why matters. And I think with why with Jerry Krause, it mattered. I understand. But that's not, I, I, I get what you're saying. But I don't think Met fans would ever boo Frank Cashin's memory if he was ever announced at City Field when he was being honored, even if there are Met fans that blame Frank Cashin for the end of that run. Yeah. And so my biggest problem was not that. We all know Bull fans are idiots for booing the honor of Jerry Krause and his widow. My biggest issue is Stacey King. <laughs> Stacey King is a broadcaster on the Chicago Bulls broadcast. And he started off, and I want you to all listen to the audio because we got a stray. We got an undeserved stray from Stacey King, and he should apologize even though he won't. Stacey King was admonishing Bull fans as he should. And then he decided to make it personal. What we witnessed today when Jerry Krause's name was called and the people that booed Jerry Krause and his widow who was accepting this honor for him, it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I hurt for that lady, brought her to tears. And whoever booed her in this arena should be ashamed of themselves. It was That's not Chicago. That's New York, Philly. Chicago's not like that. We don't have a reputation of being that way. Excuse me? Mm. That's New York? When the hell did we do that, Stacy? When the hell did we boo a widow in front of thousands of when did we do that? When did we do that? And you know what Stacy King had the goal to respond with? Because he was called out. Right. I'm not the only one calling him out. He was called out on social media. Hey Stacy, fine that you're ripping bull fans. In fact, I respect the hell of that hell out of that, doing it on a bull broadcast. But why are you taking shots at New York? <laughs> and his answer was, well. You guys boo draft picks when they're taken in the draft. Their families are there. That's, That's not pretty. even that doesn't even mean anything. We don't even know those kids. Thank you. <laughs> this guy. That's we're booing the position. You're booing the position that they drafted. Right? It's not even the guy. It's like, hey, we wanted a quarterback. You take a tackle. You're boo. right. <laughs> right? It's not even the guy. We're not <laughs> booing the person. And by the way, the person isn't dead. <laughs> we're not booing the memory of some dead person. So I appreciate that you called Bull fans out, Stacey King, but for you to take a shot at us when we have done nothing like that, not a damn thing, and you can look it up, you can try to find it, oh, he must have done it one time. No, he didn't. We never did that. You going to defend Philly fans here too? Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? I would. Honestly, I would. Here's why I can't, okay? Ooh. I can't do it because... You would, but you can't. I can't because... 
I don't know if there is an example. If I come up screaming for Philadelphia, I don't know enough uh. about Philadelphia's sports history back and forth the way I do New York history to know Stacey King's got nothing. And his examples for New York were pathetic, and he should apologize. I We'd have to talk to Angelo Cataldi. We'd have to talk to Howard Eskin. Yeah. We'd have to, and I believe them. Those guys know what the hell they're talking about. And they told me, listen, guys, we may have booed Santa. We may have booed Michael Irvin when he was hurt. Santa's a big one. <laughs> we, they we, would definitely boo Mr. Claus. Santa's a big one, especially because there's probably kids in the, in, right. in, in the stands. And it's like, mommy, why are they <laughs> booing Santa? I don't understand. But if they told me, and I trust them, hey, look, we've never booed the memory of someone who's dead. I would take their word, and I would fight for them. I would say, all right, Philly, we'll like the mega powers. We'll come together yeah. for this one occasion against the evil city of Chicago right. and Stacey King. But I can't definitively say that, but I can say that about New York. So here's what I'll say to Stacey King. Keep our city's name <laughs> out your bleeping mouth. How about that? Why don't you stick to your crappy basketball team and your crappy fans and your guys who just like, well, Michael Jordan told me, boo Jerry Krause. Why don't you stick to them instead of attacking us for something we've never done? Like, we're the opposite of that. We don't do that crap. It's my family! Go to Madison Square Garden. They go out of their way to cheer opponents. All right? They love everybody. We are not that way. So, that pissed me off. Yes, you. and Philly, sorry, you, bull, you booed an immortal gift giver. For children, <laughs> for, forever, uh, you scarred a generation of, of young children. He's don't the, understand. the immortal gift giver. The immortal gift. Why giver. have we turned this into ripping Philadelphia? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying. Because you know, Stacey King was right. They suck over there in Philly. <laughs> right. He clumped us in with Philly fans. How dare right. you do that, that as well? We don't want to be with those annoyed. heathens. That's what you should be more annoyed about. Is that he clumped us in with Philly fans? We're not Philly. Our fan fandom isn't like that. We're not rude and mean and obnoxious. Well, we are rude, mean, and obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, but, but it's because you deserve it. It's not just because we don't like you. I just can't believe that this guy doubled down by saying, well, you boo draft picks as his example. Yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah, that's not the same as everybody, booing a widow. Everybody drew boos draft of picks. Of course. Have you seen some of our draft picks? <laughs> <laughs> They're justified. Let's go to Nick in Jackson Heights. What's up, Nick? Gentlemen, happy new year. How are you? We're good, dude. We're good. What's up, man? Uh, I guess this is more for Tiki. Tiki, yesterday's Cowboy game, and I'm a Cowboys fan, obviously. Yep. Um, Deron Bland committed that early penalty, gave yep. him 15 yards. They went down, they drove. How do you not adjust? How did this coach of Green Bay, and I give them credit, congratulations, he came prepared. He punched us in the mouth, he punched us first, and he never stopped punching. And we had no response. How do coaching staffs not prepare? How can they allow this to happen? Well, I think part of it was... So it's one thing if you're a defensive coordinator. Let's, we're talking Dan Quinn here, whose whose name has been mentioned for a couple of head coaching jobs, including a, play, a place where he has familiarity with out in Seattle. And so, look, was he focused on this game? I'm going to say yes. I can't just sit here and say, oh, he's too focused on getting the head coaching job to not game plan well enough for what the Green Bay Packers do. But ultimately, no matter what kind of defensive game plan you have, if you can't stop a team from running the football like the Cowboys couldn't, it doesn't matter what you're doing on the back end because you you have to commit forward. You can't get run out of the building. And so when you start committing forward, you start getting man coverage on the backside, and then you got guys who aren't used to doing it, and next thing you know, there's wide open plays that you just get gashed on. So it, this is why when you look at what the, what the Green Bay Packers did compared to what the Cowboys did, you almost have to just give credit 
to the to the Packers as opposed. I mean, we want to take shots at the Cowboys because Dak was terrible and Mike McCarthy is has consistently done the same thing, meaning not produce in the postseason. But y'all, I mean, give the Packers credit. The Packers do deserve a lot of credit, and I think as the week goes on and we get closer to Green Bay, San Francisco for the tenth time in playoff history, mm-hmm. which is amazing. I think that it will become more about what Green Bay accomplished. But I think on the heels of that game and how shocked we all are that it played out that way, that first reaction is ripping Dallas for what went wrong. Of course, because it was a blowout. And they didn't keep pace. Right? If there's one thing, like, what's the strength of the Dallas Cowboys? Is it their offense or is it their defense? And I feel like for the last couple of years, it's been, honestly, their defense. Mm. Right? It's been they keep them in games. Their ability to get to the quarterback, which they did zero times yesterday. Zero. I don't I don't even remember being close versus you know their you know, versus their offense. And so when their defense gets blitzed, it now becomes the responsibility of Dak and crew to keep up. And they showed that they were incapable of doing it. Here we go! Six nothing Buffalo, by the way. Dawson Knox touchdown catch Buffalo Pittsburgh, and they're copying Patriot fans by snowing by throwing snow in the air in celebration. I always think of like that Teddy Bruschi game when I think of snow flying in the air uh, in terms of a big playoff game. One other thing I do want to address because this one pissed me off, and I'm curious as the calm analyst football expert mm-hmm. if you would say Evan, you're wrong here. Go ahead. So last night. I'm watching Lions-Rams. Mm-hmm. Hell of a game. It is 24-23, and the Rams have the football after a brutal holding penalty that actually was accepted by Dan Campbell, which I thought showed a lot of balls. Yeah. Because instead of it being third and six, and the Lions attempting about a fi- – I'm sorry, the Rams attempting a 50-yard field goal, Dan Campbell says, you know what? We're going to give you another shot on third down. We're going to yeah. accept mean, the holding penalty. six. Excuse me? Fourth and six. Fourth and six, yes. It would have been fourth and six. They accept the hold. It turns into a third and 14. And Campbell and the Lion defense gets off the field. The Rams are forced to punt. So I thought Dan Campbell showed a lot of balls accepting that penalty. But let's get to that punt. Third and 14. Matthew Stafford throws incomplete to Nakua. And now it's fourth and 14 from their own, or I should say from the Detroit 44-yard line with four minutes to go. And the Rams have one timeout. And I'm thinking to myself, I know 4th and 14 is tough to convert on. They even said that on the broadcast. Boy, very tough to convert on a 4th down. But I'm thinking to myself, oh, hold on. I go for it on 4th down. Yeah. Because I only have one more timeout left. And if I punt and willingly give the ball back to Detroit, I got to stop them anyway. If I go for it and I don't convert, I got to stop them anyway. And if I hold them... They're not kicking a field goal. It's not like they're attempting on a three and out, a 70-yard field goal. So my thought was, yeah, it's tough to convert on a fourth and 14, but even if I don't, I've got to do the same thing as if I punt, which is I've got to stop them. Now they punted, and Detroit converted on two first downs, including the St. Brown one, which effectively ended the game and turned into a couple of kneels, and the ball game is over. I thought Sean McVay made a big mistake. I think he should have gone for it on fourth and fourteen. I see. I can see this either way, because let's not forget at the time of that fourth down, it was there was four minutes left in the game. Yes, and so it, you just at some point you have to trust your defense. I know this this was an an offensive battle in the first half, right? Both both teams did you know they scored, they moved down the field, they moved the ball. It felt like it was going to be a I don't know a sixty point game, 
Uh, this game went under, by the way, and it felt like it was going to go way over in the first half. But in the second half, it became a defensive battle, and so much so the fact that the Lions only scored three points in the second half. 6-3 in the second half, yeah. Right. They only scored three points in the second half. So if you're Sean McVay, you you trust Raheem Morris, who's your defensive coordinator, and this in this and the players on that side of the ball to make a stop. But I got to trust him anyway. Because if I go for it and fail, I still need my defense yeah, to the, get off the but field. It, but it's field position. It's now field position. So let's say you do succeed. So you, you go for it on fourth down. They have the ball on the negative 45-yard line. And, you know, they go three and out. Yeah. Now you're punting. There's probably, I don't know, two, maybe two and change or maybe a little bit under two minutes ago. And you're all the way backed up now. Right? So... Would you it, rather it's just, have? It's just what do you what do you what what's your best most successful route? And I think it, it was trying to hold and then get the ball with better field position. But the possibility, while you may get better field position, is what happened, which is you never get the ball back. Yeah. You never even give yourself a chance. Like punting that ball away with four minutes to go makes it a possibility that you never see the ball again, which they didn't. Yeah. If I go for it and I fail, and I admit you're likelier than not to not convert on 4th and 14, uh-huh. your defense is still in the same spot of, hey, I got to get off the field and I get one more shot. Yeah. And remember, Look. if you stop them, you only need to kick a field goal anyway. So even if you're starting at your own 10-yard line, it's not like you got to go 90 yards. Yeah, unless they go and they they get 20 yards and they kick a field goal. Right. And right. Now, then now you got to go. Now to, you got to score a touchdown. Yeah. And that's, I mean, what I have l- rather have had my defense on the field or potentially having Matt Stafford go the distance to score a touchdown. I think I'd rather have Matt Stafford try to go the difference. So I would, and, and ultimately I would agree with you. Thank you. Right. I can explain why he did it. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work out because Jared Goff made some throws when he needed to. And Dan Campbell, again, he showed balls in this game, accepting the holding penalty, like we mentioned earlier, and then throwing instead of sitting on the clock and yeah. saying, you know what? Let's just, they only have one time out. Let's eat as much clock as we can and try to win that way. No, no. He said, let's go for it. Dude, I let's try to win. That. And they threw on second down on back-to-back pl- times. Right. This is what, this is what I love about a guy who doesn't necessarily care about what people are going to say. Cause if, if that hadn't worked and you're like, what are you doing? You're throwing on second down. You stop the clock. You gave him time. But how many times have you as a fan just sat around saying, Man, you're playing conservative. What happened to the aggression that I saw all season, all game long? Said that about Brian Dable a lot this right? season. He's right. You say it about everybody. Yeah. Every coach falls into this, and it's, you usually see it defensively. But when the when the Lions had a chance offensively to go make plays, they trusted their quarterback, and that's why I got the game ball afterwards. Would you awesome. have, uh, Morash, would you have gone for it on 4th and fourteen? No, I would not have. I still, really? Yeah, I, because it's too long. Your odds, dude. What are you gonna? They're not gonna call a pass interference. We've seen that how many times on those four yeah, downs. You still have to stop them. Yeah, but I have confidence. If I'm Sean McVay, that I let Jared Goff go, I'm gonna make sure that we stop them to get the ball back. I think if it was anything less than ten, you consider fourth and fourteen, you, your odds are completely diminished. Yeah, but it's not even about the odds. It's about the fact that if I fail, which I agree, you're likelier than not to fail at. Okay, they got the ball at their own 40-yard line. Go stop them. Just like they got the ball at their own 17-yard line. Like, what are we talking about? We're not talking about that big of a difference in field position. Because you're five yards away from another field goal, too. Who is? The Rams in that spot. Yeah, they're more than that. Mm -hmm. You got to go 20 yards to get in field goal territory. And by the way, even if they do, Detroit, and even if they do, I still get the football back. I want. Here's what I want. As many opportunities possible. 
to have my quarterback with a chance to make a play and win a game for me. And that's what Sean McVay eliminated. So even though he's the best-looking redhead I've seen in a long time, and I give him a lot of credit for that, I still think he screwed this one up. Yeah, well, he really screwed it up, not in that moment, by having to burn through timeouts the way I burned through M&M's watching yeah. the game. You clearly haven't seen uh, Emma Stone, by the way, with redheads. And Stafford had 366 yards passing. I'm talking, about, guy, I'm talking about guys. Oh, not, just not guys. Girls. You have to specify I wasn't putting that. Sean McVay number one amongst all redheads. By the way. I think he's a redheaded guy. I see. Sean had three and a half last night, so he's coming from a clouded point of view because notice how he said field goal, which would mean he wasn't covering after that. That's where he's coming from. That He's clouded in Is his opinion. Is that what opinion. you're thinking about? <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I won last night <laughs> as a Ram fan. I got to tell you, I think gambling sometimes ruins the game. It does. Because I didn't bet on last night's game, and I had a damn good time. But I'm I watching it, it, too. And my opinion about Sean McVay punting is squarely based on, as a football fan, this is what I would do. Right. There is no ulterior motive. There's no, I'm rooting for this team. There's no, I bet on this guy. There's no, I may lose it. It is literally a genuine football fan opinion. And too many times, and Sean's proven he's one of them, Tiki. No, no, you're not, though. Your only, your only problem is, Tiki, it's not the gambling. It's the, I like Dan Campbell. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I'm biased. We all have our hooks, I can't F. help it. I got no hook day, in this. I'm biased. All right, fair enough. Uh, Sean's got a Cinco de Fivo coming up in a few minutes. The game between Buffalo and Pittsburgh is on 660. So if you want to check in, I'll tell you what's going on. You don't need to check in. The Bills are up 7-0. Also, what's going on in Green Bay? is so ridiculously historic when you think about it. We'll explain it, plus more of your calls. 877-337-6666. Evan and Tiki on a Monday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 